Welcome to Public Health On Call, a new podcast from the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Our focus is the novel coronavirus. I'm Josh Sharfstein, a faculty member at Johns Hopkins and also a former secretary of Maryland's Health Department. Our goal with this podcast is to bring evidence and experts to help you understand today's news about the novel coronavirus and what it means for tomorrow. If you have questions, you can email them to publichealthquestion at jhu.edu. That's publichealthquestion at jhu.edu for future podcast episodes. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Albert Wu, an internist and professor at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. He is co-director of the RISE service at Johns Hopkins Medicine. RISE stands for Resilience in Stressful Events. This service provides support for healthcare workers. Let's listen. Thank you, Dr. Wu, for joining me. I understand you've been studying the mental health of caregivers for some time now. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Well, I'm an internist. I'm a general internist, but I've always been interested in how, in particular, uh, stressful incidents in the hospital uh, affect healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, and in fact, um, all the other many people who work in the hospital. And we found that when bad things happen, which happens quite frequently when people are sick and you're trying very hard to, to make them better, that that those healthcare workers are often traumatized by the same incidents uh, that cause patients harm. And they can become uh, very depressed, anxious, um, uh, sometimes fearful, uh, feel like they're not doing, they hadn't done everything that they could have. And this can actually hamper them in their work, uh, both in their personal lives and in their ability to do a really good job of taking care of patients. Wow. Sort of a principle that we've, a principle we've worked on is that healthcare workers need to be healthy, both physically and mentally, in order to do their best job taking care of patients. Which brings us to the uh, unprecedented situation we're now facing with the coronavirus. What do you think the key issues are for healthcare workers and their mental health right now? Well, the key issues now are um, a few. First of all, as you said, this is really an unfamiliar situation for healthcare workers. They've, they're rarely in a position where they themselves are at risk. Um, there's also just not enough information. People just don't know what to expect, and they're afraid. Uh, healthcare workers are worried about their patients who are desperately ill, and it's frightening to see people so ill. They also are afraid that they themselves may become infected. Um, If they do, they're afraid they may go off and um, infect their own family members or other people that they care for outside of the hospital. And uh, in many ways, they feel um, frustrated because we've had a shortage of supplies um, and they feel like they're not being given all the tools they need to do the job, the very difficult job that they've been charged with doing. All of this uh, makes what is already a very stressful work environment um, yeah, that much worse. And, and aside from the obvious risk of actually getting sick with coronavirus, what are the other consequences of that kind of stress? Well, the, the other kinds of stress are that people may simply uh, not be able to, uh, people may have trouble sleeping, they may be anxious, they may feel like withdrawing actually, um, and they may not have as much reserve as they would normally have for taking care of people, for giving the kind of compassion and caring that uh, that patients need so much when they're sick in the hospital. 
So is that just something we're going to have to deal with? Or are there, there are things that can be done to, to mitigate all those stresses and anxieties? Well, I think that uh, we can do two things. First of all, we need to communicate effectively with healthcare workers. We need to let them know exactly as much information as we have up to the moment, uh, because people, when they're so stressed, and need two kinds of support. They need information support, and they need emotional support. Uh, one thing which we think is very important is to really normalize people's feelings. That is to say, um, it is natural for you to be feeling this way. In fact, it would be odd if you were not anxious and worried at least a little bit. Um, and we, we should encourage them to express those feelings. And then there are support resources that people have, and we should encourage people to identify those resources that they have in their own lives, what they usually do to um, make themselves feel better. Now, some of those things are not so available as we are um, under more or less isolation. Right. So people uh, like but, to go to the movies. That may not be possible. That that's, uh, But there is Netflix. We can also offer them support sort of ahead of time, proactively, and uh, encourage them, um, get them to talk about their feelings, um, be empathetic uh, in, in the hospital. I think that another thing that's important is to have groups of supporters who uh, systematically provide this kind of support, and then we need to support those supporters, giving them information about how to do the kind of psychological first aid that uh, might be necessary or crisis management. And I know this is not a, a theoretical discussion for you. We're talking early in the morning in part because you have different kinds of responsibilities at Johns Hopkins. Could you just generally explain the kinds of um, services that you're making available for, for caregivers? Well, we are trying to coordinate the resources that we already have in the hospital. And fortunately, we have um, a lot of people who are concerned about the well-being of our own staff. Again, we recognize that for them to do their job uh, enthusiastically and to, to be able to do the extra hard work that they need to do now, they need to feel well and fit and enthusiastic about doing their work. So we're trying to maintain that morale as much as possible. Uh, we're not going to succeed if we're not able to do that. We do have a few resources. One is a program that we call RISE, which stands for Resilience and Stressful Events. And we have a very multidisciplinary group of workers, nurses, doctors, social workers, chaplains, who are basically on call for healthcare staff if they're feeling badly, if they feel overly stressed. Uh, they can call a number and someone will call back and then show up in person to listen, to do a little psychological first aid, and to mostly provide uh, emotional support. We also have chaplains who are in the hospital uh, all the time. Uh, we have a call-in service, uh, which just about every hospital has. It's a staff assistance program. And in fact, there's someone who can answer the phone uh, and perhaps talk someone down, uh, encourage them or support them over the phone. Um, at any time. And what about, you know, the staff that maybe people don't think about every day, but who are really essential to the COVID response? Oh, that's a great question. It's not surprising that the people in a, uh, who are taking care of COVID patients uh, are going to be stressed and 
worried about their own health in, in many ways. But uh, there are people you wouldn't think of, people in laundry or in sanitation or um, in food service. They are having contact with patients or with materials that have potentially been contaminated. Uh, they also don't have as much information in many ways as the doctors or nurses do. And uh, when you don't have enough information, you tend to assume the worst. You tend to imagine the, the worst possible situation and rumors can spread uh, very quickly uh, across a small group um, based on that very that information vacuum. Well, you know, it definitely has crossed my mind and the mind of others about the stress that might be affecting people throughout the hospital. But what can you do for people who have jobs that aren't even direct, you know, patient contact jobs in some cases, but may be quite stressed because of what's going on for all the reasons that you said? Well, a couple of things. One is uh, you can make sure that they get information. These are people who do not have them, the, who are not sort of up to the minute with all the, the data that we have at the very front line or at the, that, at the management level of the hospital. So you, you can keep talking to them. Um, you can uh, an, uh, answer their questions. I, yeah, answer oh, their questions. Oh, absolutely answer the questions. And they are likely to have questions that might not have occurred to you, but which, if you think about it for a minute, are completely logical. Um, the so listening first and 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 answering the questions, and the final thing uh, which I think cannot be um, emphasized enough is to thank them for the job that they're doing. If people don't feel like they're being recognized or if they don't feel like they're being appreciated, um, if they feel like the people at the top are, are know everything and are in control, but they don't know so much, they feel out of control, uh, that's a terrible feeling, and uh, may feel like, uh, why am I doing this, and be inclined to even call in sick. I think that in some, in some places, as uh, the stress is mounted, more and more people have called in sick for unclear reasons. Um, and it may simply be kind of logically, they're afraid, they're not sure that they're mm -hmm. uh, doing what they, they're doing anything that's making a difference. I think they need to be reminded that they are crucial to the functioning of the institution. They're kind of the backbone of uh, the whole system. And we all have to be there and show up and do a good job um, if for, for us to work, for all of this to work. So there may be um, health professionals who are listening to this podcast, maybe going to and from work, um, hearing you talk. If you had a message for them, uh, what would it be? I would say that um, it is, if you're a little bit worried about yourself, about your patients, about your family, um, I think that that is completely normal. You should talk to other people about those concerns and uh, if you have questions, you should pass them up the line and get your managers and leaders to give you the information you need. You should uh, think about your own life and identify the kinds of support resources that you've always used and avail yourself of those uh, both at work and, um, and at home. It may be uh, talking to people. It may be escaping a little to watch um, a film or a movie or a, or a, a cat video. Uh, it might be reading or going for a walk um, off by yourself. Um, and uh, you, should, you should make sure that you make a little time for yourself, maybe for a, a, a short 
personal meditation. If you're someone who has religion for um, a, a religious observance, if you see that some of your staff are anxious or need help, you should talk to them and you should uh, offer them support. Something that's really important is to give yourself a little credit. You should appreciate the important work that you yourself are doing and you should uh, both give gratitude to yourself and, uh, and thank your colleagues. I think that a little extra kindness goes a long way. This is a very stressful time for all of us. Great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Wu, for joining me and uh, walking us through uh, these really critical issues for healthcare workers, caregivers, and, and really everyone who is involved in the medical response to the coronavirus epidemic. Thank you very much for the chance to talk about these issues. I think it's very important. You're doing a, an important service for all of us. Thank you for listening to Public Health On Call, a new podcast from the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Please send questions to be covered in future podcasts to publichealthquestion at jhu.edu. That's publichealthquestion at jhu.edu. This podcast is produced by Josh Sharpstein, Lindsay Smith-Rogers, and Lamari Morales. Audio production by Niall Owen McCusker with support from Chip Hickey. Distribution by Nick Moran. Thank you for listening.